0: Hi, hello. Welcome to Spirit Led Women. I'm your host, Katie coverline and I hope after today's episode, you are so freaking inspired, girl, and on fire to go build your business and your life with the Holy Spirit as the foundation. Let's dive right in. My loves, I've missed you. I'm sorry I have not recorded in a couple weeks. Honestly, I just have to get very deep in my Bible before I share a message with you because otherwise I'm just talking in circles like everyone else and I don't want to be rolling through the speaker of your car just putting in a message in your ear that's going to leave your heart in 10 minutes. When I get on here and record, um, I want my message to instill in your heart forever. I I want to say something from scripture that just carries you and I want to talk today just so much about how Jesus sees us, and you know, when we read through the Gospels, and I love reading through the New Testament, through Luke, Mark, Matthew... The Pharisees. I feel like there are so many modern day Pharisees, and Pharisees were people in the Bible. They were very, very religious. It was, you know, legalistic. It was about rules. And when Jesus came to earth, the Pharisees got so angry when he started healing people. They got so angry, you know, when he healed that man next to the Bethesda pool on a Sabbath day. They got so angry when he said, you know, he was the son of man and he could forgive sins. They couldn't understand who he was because. They lost the the purity in their their hearts to love people. Jesus didn't come to give us roles. Jesus didn't come to make us feel shameful. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you feel like you are just judged and full of shame, honey, you are covered in the blood. You are not covered in your sins. You are not covered in your mistakes. You are not covered to what anyone has ever spoken over you. You take those labels right off of you. Cause guess what, baby girl? You don't wear those labels in heaven. So you you're not going to wear them here on earth. You are only going to live by what his word says. And listen, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I build, y'all know I, I'm on social media all day, every day, right? Except Sundays. Um, It's hard out here. It is hard to not get in comparison. It is hard to not let our feelings get hurt. It's hard to not let division rise when every day it's just something political or something going on in the world. And Jesus over and over again, demonstrated to love and, you know, As I read through the Bible, and sometimes, you know, I'm not going to lie, I feel like when I get on here, we're friends and we're vibing. I don't feel like I'm like, you know, sitting behind a mic and you're just listening. I feel like we're right here together at the edge of my bed on my rug reading the Bible together. And it's very hard for me to read through these things lightly and just carry on with my day. Um, I think one of the best things you can do as an adult, and if you're like, Katie, I'm struggling with finding my peace and joy and I'm stressed. I'm telling you one of the best things you can do for yourself in this next season is to get at a table, get in a room, get at a kitchen table, wherever that is around other women who want to study God's word together. I'm telling you, honey, when you get in circles of women who want to serve Jesus and be the hands and feet of Jesus, not be the hands and feet of Instagram popularity, not the hands and feet of fortune and fame, but the hands and feet of Jesus. You leave with a new level of peace. You leave with so much gratitude in your heart. And honestly, some of my best times are when I'm at my my um, circle at church. And I'm around 75 year old women who are so knowledgeable of who Jesus is, who is, they're so knowledgeable of, you know, building a relationship with him. And I sit there and I soak in their wisdom and I'm like, I never want to leave. I could sit at a table for hours talking about who Jesus is. And I want to ask yourself, when's the last time that you did that? When's the last time you got at a table with women who were hungry for Jesus When's the last time you sat at a table where women were so eager and hungry to know who Jesus was and they just want to sit at his feet? Or are you only at tables where people gossip? Are you only at tables where people tear each other down? Are you only at tables that are talking about the weekends and the parties and all these worldly things? I'm telling you, babe, you got to get at tables where people are talking about Jesus because you leave so refreshed. And I want to read you... Some verses that I highlighted that just stuck out to me. Um, We're going to be in Luke, and I want to dive into what chapter is this? Chapter four, and it's driving out an unclean spirit. And I love this so much. It says, Then he came down to Capernaum. Listen, when I read the Bible, y'all, excuse me if I mess up the words. Then he came down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee. Okay. And as I'm reading this, just play an image out in your head. Okay. And was teaching them on Sabbath, okay? So that means Sunday, I believe that's when their Sabbath was. Maybe it was Saturday, I don't know. They were astonished at his teaching because his message had authority. And it goes down and it says, In the synagogue there was a man with an unclean demonic spirit who cried out with a loud voice, Leave us alone. What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him and said, Be silent and come out of him. And throwing him down before them, the demon came out of him without hurting him at all. Amazement came out. I'm sorry. Y'all forgive me. I got braces and rubber bands in my mouth. Amazement came out over them and they were all saying to one another, what is this message for? He commands the unclean spirits, the authority and the power and they come out and news about him began to go to every place. Y'all, Jesus has the ability to cast out demons. And you know, when I think about the modern day demons, I just want to cry because so many women, they're walking around with chains, y'all. They're walking around with chains on their feet of past trauma of a, you know, a victim of verbal abuse from a past husband, past boyfriend, and everything that was spoken over them. They're walking around from 7 a.m. when they're up to sundown with these chains on them from things that they aren't, that the Lord never declared over them. You guys, when we open our Bible, the Lord doesn't say that we are covered in depression and, you know, addiction and anxiety and gossip and all of these earthly, worldly things. God says, you are covered in my blood, child, I can renew your mind. I don't know about you, but I don't want a renewed fresh following. I don't want a renewed Instagram. I don't want a renewed trend. I want a renewed mind so I can be the wife that God has called me to be. So I can be the hands and feet for Jesus in my community. I don't just want to sit back and make money and live, live out the next decade and be like, Oh, look at all the things I bought. I want my children to see Jesus through their mommy. I want my children to see Jesus through our marriage. And when he tells us that he can cast out demons, we have that same power that can cast those things out in Jesus's name. And I'm going to shout out one of my girls real quick. I was with her in Tennessee, and her daddy's a pastor. Her daddy's a Baptist pastor, and I was sit- I was sitting at her feet, and I was like, girl, like, tell me the stories. Tell me stories growing up of your daddy being a pastor, things you witnessed, and she's like, my daddy could cast out demons in the name of Jesus, and she was telling me all these stories of, you know, people who would come into the church, and I was like, well, you know, what was it? What was the secret? He's like, the power is in Jesus's name. When you speak Jesus's name over the depression, over the addiction, over the 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 lost mind, over all of these things that the enemy has thrown at us in Jesus' name. It brings so much healing and resurrection and power, y'all. We got to start speaking Jesus's name. Like if you're like, Katie, I don't know how to pray. I don't know where to start, honey. Just start speaking his name in your house. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let his presence come into your home. When is the last time you felt his presence in your heart? He is the Prince of Peace, y'all, the Prince of Peace. Um, and I wanna I wanna read another story in here in the Bible, y'all. And I'm in Luke. I love Luke. Um, okay, so it says, here we go. Ooh, 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 I love this one. Okay, this is in chapter six in Luke, and this is a parable, okay? It's a parable of the two foundations. And I want you to get this with, what am I building my life off of? Am I building it off of things that are unstable? Am I building it off of popularity? Am I building it off of being well-known and liked? Am I building it off of titles? Am I building it off of, you know, what everyone else is doing? Or am I really building it on God's word? So this is in Luke chapter six. It's verse 46. It's called the two foundations. And it says, I will show you what someone is like who comes to me. Here's my words and acts on them. Okay, this is Jesus sharing a parable. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built. When the bones are good, the rest don't matter. Okay, but the good one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The river crashed it or the river crashed against it and it immediately collapsed and the destruction of that house was great. Jesus is basically saying, Hey, you want to build your life on possessions. You want to build your life on titles. You want to build, you want to build on everything in the world and not have me as the foundation. You'll be looking real big. You'll be looking real cool. Great. But you know what? The first time that a river comes, a great river, It's going to fall and you're not going to have any foundation. And he's saying, if you listen to my words, if you hear my words and act on them, not just hear my words, but you act on them, nothing can shake the foundation because it is so strong. Y'all, oh my gosh, I'm just going to keep reading you the Bible because I love it. I'm gonna go up a couple verses in chapter six, verse 45. It says, a good person produces good fruit out of the good stored up in their heart. An evil person produces evil out of the evil stored up in their heart. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. And I just wanna ask you, what's rolling out of your tongue, babe? What is rolling out of your tongue when you go to lunch with a friend? Is it someone else? Is it what someone else is doing? Someone else's mistakes? Someone else's sins? Or are you speaking glory and victory over people? I I don't know what I need to tell you in this Bible, but what comes out of our mouth is a reflection of our heart. And I want people to get in your presence and I want them to say, "Oh my goodness, she is full of the Holy Spirit. Love and kindness and gentleness and generosity flow out of her tongue. Not envy Jealousy, gossip, hate. Y'all, Proverbs 31 woman, she was not talking like that. You can't afford to shrink down to a worldly version of yourself. You can only afford to grow in his glory, y'all. His glory. Lisa Harper said, our shoulders aren't meant to carry glory. We're not meant to make our names great. Y'all, there's Netflix documentaries about TikTokers and I'm like, what are they going to do in 10 years when they realize that the foundation like isn't in fame and fortune? We're going to have so many people who get addicted to things because they don't know their identity is in Christ. Our identity is not in our following or our validation on social media or our validation on our family or what people think of us. Our validation was spoken over us before we were formed in our mother's womb. Y'all, Jesus knew all the hairs on your head before you were born. Like, someone's gotta feel this. I know half of y'all listen to this when you're driving in your car. You feel that he spoke your days ahead of you and whatever you're holding onto or cleaning onto or whatever was spoken over you, I want you to rip that label off and shed it and say, I'm a king's kid, baby, and I'm only gonna walk like a king's kid. Put your crown back on, sis. I don't care who took it off. Put your crown back on. Y'all, I just encourage you. There are so many good goodness goodness in Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 7, Luke chapter 8. There's so much goodness. Can I read you one more parable and then we'll and then I'll and then I'll hang up on y'all? I just want to end it on one more thing. Okay, we'll talk about the uh the parable of the sower. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to talk about a parable. I got to read this. And first, the woman who is carrying shame and sin and guilt and you feel like people don't like you or things were spoken over you, baby, this one is for you, okay, this is one of my favorite, favorite Bible stories, it is in Luke 7, whoo girl, here we go, okay, so I'm just going to read it to you, it's probably going to be two or three paragraphs, so I just need you to roll with it, but honestly, you're going to spend more time today on Pinterest and Canva and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, so please, just let me read you the Bible for 60 seconds, okay? Then one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to eat with him. He entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And a woman in the town who going to make me cry. A woman in the town who was a sinner found out that Jesus was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house. She brought an alabaster jar for perfume. And I don't know if you know this, but when women carried that alabaster jars of perfume in that time and culture, that was for like, they were, it was sacred. It was, say, it was supposed to be saved for marriage. It was just anointing. It was special. Like you didn't just take it anywhere. Like you saved that, okay? So she brought her alabaster jar of perfume and stood behind him at his feet, weeping and began to wash his feet with her tears. She wiped his feet with her hair, kissing them and anointing them with her perfume. Y'all, this woman was a very well-known sinner. This woman was a prostitute, okay? When the Pharisee who had, remember at the beginning of this, I told you Pharisees were real judgy and legalistic. When the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw this, he said to him, this man, if he were a prophet, he would know who and what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner, Jesus replied to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. He said, teacher, say it. A creditor of two debbers, one owed 500 denarii. What the heck does that mean, y'all? One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. Since they could not pay it back, he graciously forgave them both. So which one will he love more? Jesus was giving a parable. Simon answered, I suppose he gave... I suppose the one he forgave more. You have judged correctly, he told them. This is my favorite two verses. Turning to the woman, he said to Simon, This is going to make me cry. I love this verse. It's so simple, but it says, Do you see this woman? And I just imagine this woman who is sitting at Jesus' feet, weeping washing his feet with her hair and she's crying because she knows she is full of sin and shame and every other man in this room is looking at her like she is filth and she's disgusting and she's not worthy of being there. And Jesus says, do you see this woman? And I want you to ask yourself, does he see me like that, baby? Yes, he does. He sees you that same way. No matter how anyone else is looking at you, Jesus sees you that way. And he says, I entered your house. Y'all, I'm sniffling over here. I cry when I read the Bible. I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she with her tears had washed my feet and wiped them with her hair. You did not anoint my head with olive oil but she has anointed my feet with perfume. Therefore I tell you her many sins have been forgiven. That's that's why she's loved much. But the one who is forgiven little loves little. Then he said to her your sins are forgiving. Okay? And then it goes on to say, your faith has saved you, go in peace. Listen, baby, I'm going to end it on this. Whatever shame you bring to Jesus, whatever guilt, whatever anxiety, whatever happened to you and you bring it to his feet, he's saying to you, your faith has saved you, go in peace. That means don't hop on Instagram and go back into comparison. Don't hop on, you know, get in a circle and go back to your old ways. It means your faith has healed you, go in peace and start living freely because you deserve it, girlfriend. sis. I see you listening to the whole episode. Thank you so much. I hope you feel inspired and on fire to get the Lord in the center of your life and your marriage and your parenting and your finances and your business. Get him all up in there, girl. And if you wouldn't mind, honey, after you hop off here, give me a review. Let me know how the podcast is helping you grow your walk with Jesus. Till then, I'll see you next time. Love you guys.